podcast is part of the Sports Social Podcast Network. What's going on, everybody? This is the Talking Texas Podcast. My name is Daniel. It's the Kid Double H. We do the podcast every Wednesday. Remember to follow us on Twitter, Instagram, Facebook, all of those, mainly Twitter. If you're listening on Spotify, follow. If you're listening anywhere where you get podcasts, remember um, to leave us a voice note. Have hope. Where can people find your stuff? Halfafootballhot.com, baby. I am at Daniel to look on Twitter and you can follow my writing on off target this week. I'm going to be writing about why I was right about everything Chelsea. So it's just going to be kind of a repeat of what we do here. Um, and I might have one sneaky English major trick that I might try to pull off if I feel like writing later tonight. So we'll see. Um, so let's get into it. Something that you've been calling for for a long time. The <laughs> removal of Graham <laughs> as marvelous says, Graham Potter. <laughs> Graham Potter. <laughs> In the way he Graham says Potter. Graham. Yeah, no, no, Potter. it's which is weird. <laughs> Potter. Yeah. Uh, but yes, Graham, Graham Potter has been removed from his office. Chelsea head coach, first team head coach. A long time coming for many. I was slightly skeptical if they would go ahead and pull the trigger on him, considering how it got there or how he got there in the first place. We saw your reaction, your immediate, like you had like three immediate reactions. I think there was like a, there was a short, there was one for Twitter. There was one for YouTube. Yeah, you know, it was, yeah, yeah, it was, it was a lot. So no, walk us through your kind of emotions. Cause I, w- I was asleep. I woke up and I saw the messages. No, 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 do not care. I'll tell you through my whole thing. So normally there's like an arrow when I open my iPad, that's when I open my iPad, it says I've got like 20 or 30 like DMs, but it's, it's like an error that turns up on my iPad. So I open up my um, laptop and I see, wow, like I've got like 14, 15 DMs. So I was like, oh, okay, maybe it's like a Twitter error. Maybe Elon Musk is messing up again. But I was like, wait a minute, this error only happens on my iPad, not really on my MacBook. So has so something, because whenever something big happens, I get loads of DMs. So okay, what that has happened? And then I click and I'm like, oh no, oh, I do have, like I just see it's just on red message, on red message, on red message. I like, oh my God, something big has happened. And I look and it says, Potter sacks. Oh, he's been sacked. Your age, that means he's been sacked. And I'm like, no way. <laughs> then I then go into the, the Twitter main line and I'm like, I just said like, and literally I just, I just erupt, bro. Because I did not expect it to happen. No way. I did not expect him to, to sack him. I thought he would have been sacked the day after. So, so that he survived those first 24 hours after and then Monday. Villa. Yeah, Monday. They gave so it he me. survived two days. Yeah. Yeah. It, there was some weird time in between where I was like, well, I guess it's, it's not going to happen this time. I mean, maybe this is more a point for later, but I'll, I'll say it now because I think it fits. It made more sense for them to sack Potter during the international break, kind of copying what Bayern did with Nagelsmann and Tuchel. Or you sack the guy before the international break, give him a week or two to work with whichever players are in the squad or just to learn the people who are in the training ground more regularly that aren't players. So I thought if you don't sack him before the international break, he's going to survive at least until the first Champions League leg against Real Madrid. I'm kind of rethinking and going over it in my mind. And I'm like, Daniel, we're dealing with people who don't really know how to do what they're doing. Footballing wise, if you're Bayern Munich and you're a, an established club that has a way of doing things, even if you do something that people don't agree with, you do it in the right way. Meaning, sacking Nagelsmann wasn't the most popular thing, but if you're going to do it, you go about it the right way, which is give him some time, 
uh, or give Tuchel some time. And leading up into the game against Dortmund, he actually had time to coach. You don't go in with like an interim manager, somebody who's basically just copying Nagelsmann's tactics. Like you're actually starting a project. That's how the sensible do it. <laughs> but we're dealing with rookies, novices, freshmen. So, of course, they sack him after the international break and like late, even if you're going to do it after that game, if that was like the catalyst, like do it earlier. But maybe there was some conflict in the board. Like, do we really want to do it? Are we sure we want to do it? Like, I know we, the, the fans seem like they want it, but should we actually do it? And maybe that process takes 48 hours. I don't know. From the beginning, it was just weird and strange from, when was that, September 7th, 8th, mm. somewhere there? So it's just the whole appointment. His reign is just one of the weirdest, Wait, 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 wait you mean Bowley or, or, or Potter? Potter. Like his his arrival at Chelsea, his stint, and then his leaving. Everything is just weird. No, no, no. What's going on? I mean, him and Glenn Hoddle are the worst statistically coaches in Chelsea history. And Glenn, Glenn yeah. Huddle was dealing in the '90s, bro, like early '90s. Yeah, yeah. So, so and, 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 and he's the he worst. Have the worst. Yeah, I mean, no, 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 exactly. no, he's the worst. Like, Potter's the worst. He's the worst. He's the worst. But you see, see, you see, my thing is okay. What do you think Glenn Huddle's most expensive signing was? <laughs> I, I'm, I'm gonna look that up. Jimmy Jones, Jimmy, Jimmy Jones, maybe, maybe, maybe you know. Um, when do we have the conversation about English managers? When we're finished here, Un- unless it fits. Does it fit? <laughs> Oh, no, no, it does. This may sound well. Let me just put this out there and then respond to me. But I just want to just put stuff out there, no matter how controversial or crazy it sounds. Should English managers be allowed to manage at big clubs? That may sound crazy, but I'm just putting that out there because no English manager has, since the Premier League has started, since the 1993 season, and English managers never won the Premier League. English managers never won the Premier League, Bundesliga, Syria, or La Liga. English managers never won the Champions League. I'm not sure English managers ever won the Europa League. Or they, they think like the last time, yeah, the last time an English manager won anything, I think you have to now go back to the 80s in terms of like a major trophy. We can get into the details of Potter, into the details of him being called Harry, him being called Hogwarts, and how I think some of the players were actually on Twitter. <laughs> and so because I'm like, wait a minute, did, did some of the guys watch the football hot because I was the only guy who consistently called him Quidditch, <laughs> you know? So this is a clear indication of one plus one doesn't equal two in football. And I call this the David Moyes effect. Oh, look at how good you are doing with these players. If you have better players, you'll do much better. Coaching Everton and coaching Brighton isn't the same as coaching Man United and coaching Chelsea. They're two very different beasts. And I think what Potter realized is, and I think, no, maybe this realizes, but maybe right now, as he reflects and he no, he no longer needs to be on the defensive. He no longer needs to say, I'm going to effing win the Champions League and needs to come out of character. When he now reflects, he'll be like, yeah, I just, it wasn't for, for me. The nature of the club, the nature of the players, what the players are about, it just wasn't for me. Because if you're at Brighton, who are you? This is Tiago Silva. This is a Kovacic who's been to a World Cup final. This is a Tiago Silva who has been at a PSG, has been to an, who's been at an, an AC Milan, you know, so this is a Kante who is a World Cup winner, a UCL winner. So you're dealing with guys of a very different stature as opposed to the guys that you dealt with at Brighton. So, and everybody knew it, man. Even when you had it, everyone knew that. Okay, sacking Tuchel, whether you agree or disagree, it's one thing. But sacking, you, you don't sack someone and then downgrade. You either go vertical 
or is it vertical or horizontal? Either you go horizontal or you go up, <laughs> <laughs> you know. Um, but you don't sack him and then you don't go, you then downgrade. That doesn't make any sense. You pretty much downgraded. So, I have the name, by the way. Go for it. The most expensive signing signed by Glenn Hoddle was somebody named Paul Furlong. Which, I mean... I Why does that name sound for, for, for a minute to me? Paul because Furlong. Because he, he played 65 games in the league for Chelsea. He scored 13 goals. This was the 94... Some, summer of 94. So this would have been probably around the time that you started supporting Chelsea. 94, 95, 96, somewhere in there. Yes, was, yes. I just, I just put him up. I remember him. Two, I remember two point three million pounds was his record signing. I didn't know actually that David Rocastle was a Chelsea player before. You know, I think he was diagnosed with cancer and passed away. You know, he, oh. obviously Ian Wright's one of his yeah, heroes. Yeah. Arsenal legend David Rocky Rocastle. So, um, yeah, I, he signed for Chelsea with Glenn Hoddle. But yes, Paul Furlong. So that was Glenn Hoddle's biggest signing. <laughs> there we go. <laughs> so Potter is by far the worst. Yeah, he's the worst. He's the worst. I mean, we just have to go with the complete mess that Chelsea has been since Abramovich was relieved of his duties. Okay. Do you want to? Uh, of course, I'm going to say, do you want to keep it real? You're going to say yes. So let's just get into it. Abramovich was a mess beforehand. Have we forgot? How quickly? Have we forgotten Marina Granovskia and Bruce Buck? Oh, yeah. And oh, yeah. Eugene Tannenbaum, I think, and that whole board of directors. I mean, it was a mess beforehand. Chelsea Football Club has never been a clean place. It's always been a mess, mm. especially since 2003. Roman Abramovich came, spent hella money, sacked Ranieri after reaching the Champions League semifinal, you bring in Mourinho, Champions League semifinal. In 0405, you win the league for the first time in 50 years. Go back to back. Third season, sack him. <laughs> it's like, yo, yo, what? No, fourth season. Sack him. Hire Grant, Champions League final. Get rid of Grant. Hire Scolari just because he won a World Cup with Brazil. Sack him after time. Put in hitting. I think they won an FA Cup. Was that 0809? Semi-final against Barcelona. Carlo Ancelotti does well in the league for his first season, wins the double. Second season, sack him in the tunnel because he lost to, was it? He lost to Inter the first time, then United the second time in the Champions League. Mm. Higher AVB, that was a mess. <laughs> I mean, it's never been clean. No, go, go, you, go, 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 go. Let me ask you this. I'm not done. This. I'm not done. Okay. I'm not done. You hire AVB, you sack him mid-season, you bring in Roberto Di Matteo. He wins you a Champions League. You hire him. Then you decide after a few months, nah. You bring in Rafa Benitez, which is one of the worst decisions ever, despite winning a Europa League. Then you're like, okay, we're going to bring Mourinho back. He wins a league. Sack him. Conte. Mess. Sorry. Good decision. Sack him. Lampard. <laughs> no, okay, there we go. Like... The history and lineage of that club since 2003 is nothing but chaos. This is the nasty pit, okay? Bowley and Clear Lake came in with an aura of like, we're going to do it the right way. 
in air quotes. I know you guys mm. can't see me, but we're going to do it the right way. It's going to be stable. We're going to build a project. It's not going to be like what it was. Because as I just described over the past two minutes, maybe, Abramovich era was not clean. It was a mess, but it worked in its own weird way. It's Chelsea way, I guess people would say. Yeah. But they promised. Or maybe they didn't promise, but this was the expectation that new owners, it's going to be more stable. There's going to be a new project. Everything is going to run smoothly. Despite all those sackings, I read somewhere, Abramovich never sacked two managers in the same season. These guys are on manager three, four, actually, because there's going to be Tuchel. There's going to be Potter. There's going to be whoever the ball dude is. Kratos, Kratos, Kratos. Yes. Kratos. And then... And then the guy that they hire, if they hire someone. No, 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 no. But, but I think, look, see, the the one distinction between Abramovich and these dudes is Abramovich would never, never... The closest that Abramovich came to hiring someone like Potter was Lampard. And we know what Lamp- Lampard was about. That's his mate. He knows him. So it was a... He's a Chelsea thing, a Chelsea legend. I know him as a friend. That was the closest Abramovich came to hiring a Potter. Which is why it's it's karma. It was karma that took us first game with Bayern although he lost to Freiburg to, to today, which is interesting. Nagelsmann, what's up? <laughs> so it's interesting. It's kind of that Bayern's first, took us first game with Bayern, coincided with that Chelsea game with Villa that's ended up actually getting Potter sacked because it was the football god saying to Bolinek, Bale, that you hiring Potter was a dumb decision. <sighs> Always try and be natural. Try and just be organic. Don't try and force things in life. If you try to force things in life, life will pimp slap you in the face. Okay. I think... This crew were like, we're going to be different. We're going to be different. And they are trying so hard to be different from the previous regime. Because it's like, okay, this is the evil guy that was with Peter and so forth. So we have to be different. We have to be different. So in your desperation to be different, you were like, okay, what is the cool, interesting, in air quotes, proper way of, worrying, of, of running a football club? Oh, Brighton. That looks interesting. Everyone is saying that Brighton's recruitment and the team is really good and this is like a really good way. Let's bring that on to Chelsea. Who gives the right to look at what Chelsea is, what it's been for so many years, and then completely change that? Not in the sense of hiring and firing and so forth, but in the sense of the standards, the benchmark, the expectation. Because again, I came in during the Ken Bates era. Ken Bates era was 6th, 7th, but really stylish for ball through Hulitz, Vialli, and so forth. Then Abramovich came and completely changed the culture. And that's okay. Now, we've now taken it into a whole different process, and we're now raising the benchmark from what it was under the Ken Bates era. So when you're now coming in, you've got to take the baton. Like, when you're in a, in a relay race, everyone takes, takes the baton, and you try to either match the guy's speed or go even higher. You can't take the, the baton and then slow down. Either you match the guy's speed or really t- go, go even faster. So... <laughs> But the thing is that you've taken the, the baton, looked at it, painted it a different color, and you're, and you're now walking, <laughs> you know. So seven-year contracts. Let's 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 talk talk about that. Oh, God. What is that? Why does no club? Or why has no club in in the history of football ever signed guys to seven-year contracts? Wait a minute. And let's go Madrid. Can I do this? Saul. Saul. Okay. What? Oh, okay. Okay. Maybe that's me because the only guys I know is. Felix and um, Inaki Williams, who signed those seven-year contracts. Wait a minute. Them? Okay, so we have we have Felix, Koke, Inaki Williams, Saul. Saul, are you sure? 
Didn't Saul sign like a nine-year contract? I didn't hear about that. I do not. Maybe because the only ones I know is Inaki Williams and um, Jal Felix. Those are the only ones I know for sure that, that were these huge seven-year contracts. Apart from that, Point. I don't know anyone but, else. Either way, if I can come, I think I can only come up with two, maybe three, if we include Bilbao. Yeah. So Bilbao at Madrid, Atletico Madrid, and seemingly now Chelsea. But before them, it was just two clubs that I think were signing people to long-ass contracts. But the reason that Bill Bow wants to sign people to long contracts is because they only play Basque players. Uh. So they have a rule that everybody comes from the same region. We only play you from here. That they have the Williams brothers is its own story of Ghanaian immigration or whatever it is. So they're like, we don't make these kinds of players here. So we need to make sure... <laughs> That we keep that PMP <laughs> lock lockdown in Bilbao because if we let them go, then we like the Basque region doesn't really make these kinds of guys. So we'll see how how long he stays. I think he'll be there probably forever. Madrid, Atletico Madrid are just weird in that sense, but I think when you have someone like Simeone, who's like a father figure to some of those players, it just makes mm. sense to sign them or tie them down to long ass contracts. Chelsea are trying to do it to out smart the system i don't think atletico do it to outsmart the system i think they're just doing it because they want to keep the players yeah. chelsea are like we're signing you to long contracts so we can cover the amount of money that we spent because we probably overspent for you they overspent for fofana they overspent for mudrick they overspent probably sterling oh come on there's so many signs i can't even think but yeah, she like they've they've overspent for so many players that it makes sense that you want to Enzo. sign up for six, seven, definitely. Well, maybe not. Like Enzo's a good player. I just don't know if he's like Premier League twins. record signing yeah. money. No, but it makes sense why if you're overspending that you want to put longer contracts so then you can divide basically the salary and the and the transfer fee. But nobody does that because it's risky. Now you're stuck with Mudrick if he's trash. For six, it well, might if be he gets eight a long-term years. Injury or so. It's, eight it's stupid. Years. No one does that. That's He's under contract until twenty thirty-one. In football, it's stupid. No one. Obviously, there is, there is, there is a reason why no big club does it because it's stupid. It is, it is ridiculously risky. It's stupidly risky to to do that because nobody knows what the future holds. Hence, why to be the safe side, three, four years, three, four years, three, four years review, three, four years review, two, three, two, three, four years and, review, and for players. This is my bigger argument. Like, the, obviously, it's risky for the club. You see, from for for a player like Mudrick, I kind of get it because it's like I feel like they believe in me more than I believe in myself. So in that instance, <laughs> I'll, I'm going to take the money. But if you're someone like, actually, Mason Mount is a great example. Why would I want to sign an eight-year contract with Chelsea Football Club? Why wouldn't I just want a three-year deal or a four-year deal? Mm. Because by the time I'm 32, nobody's going to sign me to another huge contract. I can't re-up because I'm going to be 33 with how many miles on my clock. Why am I signing a one hit when I have space for two? If you believe in your talent anyway, it's smarter not to sign the long deal and kind of follow that like the, the NBA model of like LeBron James, Kawhi Leonard. They sign for one, two, three years, player option, extensions, this and that. I feel like that's very smart. Hmm. But if you don't, again, if you if the club believes in your talent more than you, if you're a Mudrick, if you're a Madueke, Fofana, David Datro Fofana, if you're like one of those guys and the Chelsea Football Club wants to give you 100000 a week for seven years in a row, 
Take it, man. I mean, I want you to believe in your talent more than Todd Bowley. But if Todd Bowley's a fool, like, I mean, take his money and run. And <laughs> yeah, it, no, no. Of, of course you say yes. Hell yeah. And speaking That's of old Chelsea cash. players, if I need to be Winston Bogart, I will. What's that? Li- the the Wolf of Wall Street? I'm not fucking leaving. Oh, yeah. Like, yeah, I'm yeah, not yeah, leaving. Capra, yeah. I'm not leaving. I don't, I don't, I don't like Leonardo DiCaprio, but that's his own. Me neither, man. That's, that, that's, that's his own that's, thing. That's, that's, that's a different, yeah, yeah, me too. Like, um, but yes, I may be in the minority here and so forth. I liked how Abramovich ran things. <laughs> Sorry, sweet. You're it definitely in the minority, bro. Yes, me wrong. I liked. I for me, you knew what it was. We're here about winning. If you don't win, you get sacked, and it's at haphazard. It's wrong. It's odd. It's illegal. It's messed up. Screw it. It's illegal. <laughs> like, no, basically, I'm just throwing every negative word there. And I know, I know. But my thing is, like, okay, but this is how I do it. You, either you don't get this thing done or you get sacked. It's very, very simple here. So, and I'm not one of those guys who grows attached to managers. Oh, no, I want the manager to build a culture and be here for a long time. The only guy I felt that attached to was Mourinho. That was the only one where I like, yeah, I did feel a way when he got sacked. Apart from that, I've never felt attached to any Chelsea manager. Well, Viali, I suppose, yeah, and, and Hullet. But apart see, from Campbell, those guys. This, this, is, this is the major problem, building on that point. You don't get attached to the manager, but you do get attached to the club. Maybe not yeah. you, but just general people. You do get attached yeah, 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 to the yeah, club. Yeah. Now, the problem with Abramovich was... If you're going to hire and fire managers because the goal is to win, the club then has to be its own structure. The club has to maintain a certain level of consistency in the way it wants to play, the type of players that it signs, and probably like the the level of player that you're willing to work with, whether it's talent, age range, what have you. Chelsea never had that. Abramovich for... 20 years, let's call it, never really set up a what is Chelsea's style of play? The best that you had was what Mourinho built in the 2004 through 2008 years. Hmm. And that team just kind of carried on a particular tradition and legacy based on the type of players that they were. But it's not as if you know what Chelsea's style of play was because it didn't have a particular style. You don't go from Mourinho to Scolari to Ancelotti to uh, V.S. Boas to uh, Mourinho to Conte to Sarri. Like it's, they were always searching for something, but it was never one particular thing, and then you fit what we want. Mm. Where And I always use this example. Antonio Conte wouldn't be hired by Ajax because no. that just that is not what we do here. And if he did go to Ajax, you would have to tailor yourself to what we do. You're playing 4-3-3, Antonio. We're not buying you these particular players that you want. You're not getting Lorente. You're not getting Victor Moses. You're not getting this. You're following what we do. If you're going to hire and fire, you have to hire managers who, who are moldable to what you want. But that doesn't happen with Chelsea, or at least it hasn't. Now, Bowley and Clearlake, there was an assumption that these guys are going to come in with a system, a style of play. They're going to build a team that's supposed to play a particular way, I guess is what I'm trying to say. You could get away with that one time, and they used it on Tuchel. 
you can easily make the argument that if we want to play a particular way, Tuchel doesn't follow that. So we are going to sack him for Graham Potter. We're going to give him a five-year contract and bring his whole staff from Brighton to Chelsea. That holds water. What you can't then do is six or seven months later, keep in mind there was a World Cup in between. So in actual time, it's probably four or five months, decide, no, 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 no. We're scrapping the plan. (laughs) And we're going to sack Potter and start anew. You can't do that because now that means you aren't following your initial reasoning for why you sacked Tuchel. The reasoning for sacking Tuchel was we're hiring somebody to build the project. Well, now that project must be dead. So now what's the plan? Do you want to get real? They never wanted to sack Potter. Even if Chelsea were 15th, they never wanted to sack Potter. Even if they lost to Villa... Do you know why Potter was sacked? Social the media. The fans booed. Yeah, it's the fans. So these guys, they don't care about success. They're like, we, we are with Potter thrown through. 15th, as long as you don't get relegated, 15th, 16th, 17th, we are with you thrown through because you're our project guy. But the atmosphere was so toxic. And now this is that. And this, this <laughs> is, I have so many thoughts about no, 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 this. No, no, like, no, I haven't condensed this is where you now talk about sports and so forth and yeah. how we are all under the umbrella of sports, but not all sports are the same. Okay. And I think Bowley is now realizing that football just really isn't quite a baseball and basketball. And he's now seeing that the nature of fans and fanship within the sports of football is very different from other sports. So in his mind, he just thought, doesn't matter We'll keep, we'll keep right with him. This is our project and so forth. But the effects mm. on the on the mood and the psyche of the fans was so much, it's like there's no point. You're cutting off your nose to spite your face. Once we're now here, we're not hearing stories mm. of people calling him Harry Potter behind his back. Quidditch? People, they said Quidditch. Quidditch and so forth. I'm like... <laughs> Bro. No, no, pause, pause, pause. Have hope. I've been told that I need to do this. I, I did it on my own Twitter account, but I, I got to give you your flowers, bro. I don't know. I don't know how you tapped into the mind of the players. I you you referenced this before, and I was looking up Glenn Hoddle things, but I should have stopped you that time. Um, I got to give you your flowers, man. You tapped into the psyche of what was going on in Cobham somehow. I don't know if you have sources. You have. Uh, moles in maybe, the club, maybe these like, guys you were calling them Quidditch, bro. No, 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 no but, but all jokes aside, though, what this is is that it's social media, bro. The phone, the phone is right there with you. So, let's say, you, okay, let's say after the Southampton loss, you're like, okay, this guy's training, I don't know what he's saying, he commands no respect. You basically joke with a few guys, you then go online and say a few memes, and I, you're, 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 you're right, him, have you seen this meme and so forth, yo. Um, Tia, have you seen this meme? And you laugh amongst your, 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 yourself you because, you only, ever... because you already don't respect him mm. and so you... forth. That just piles on. Do you think anyone's ever watched a Half Hope football post-match reaction at Cobham? Just like somebody goes and types nah. in match reaction Chelsea. And because you put match reaction or match analysis, I wonder. Nah, <laughs> I, I doubt it. <laughs> It's weird that you, it's not weird because like, you know, it makes sense because we think kind of similar along those lines. I was thinking about this too, that 
in American sports, you never really get the same type of desperation that you do in football. And I was thinking about why is that? And I think it's because you you have to understand the nature of the game that you're in. Again, as, as you said, sports are sports, but not all sports are the same. In that's that's the, the that's the title of the podcast. <laughs> that's it's, it's 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 that's way too complicated to be a title. <laughs> no, 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 no. Not all sports are the same. Okay, yeah, okay, I got you. Yeah, yeah that works. Um, indeed, it's the nature of the sports themselves that then dictate how fans react. What I mean is, NFL, NBA, NHL, Major League Baseball, even Major League Soccer to an extent. Um, like all of the American sports, the top five, top six, whatever, team sports, not individual sports. Concessions are made for teams that lose. You can have bad seasons in American sports and people will generally rock with you because there's an understanding at the end of this losing, there's meant to be some sort of light at the end of the tunnel, mm. meaning trust the process. You can tank games. People are tanking for the guy, Victor Wembenyama, I think his name is, mm. in the NBA. If if you're losing in the NFL and you don't make the playoffs and you have the worst record, you get the best pick in the NFL draft. You can. There's always hope of some young college quarterback that can take your franchise to the next level. Fans will ride with you so long as they believe that there is light. So the Philadelphia 76ers, I don't know if you remember, or was it the Rockets? Either way. Like Daryl Morey, his trust the process thing. So they got like Joel Embiid, Markel Folds, Nerlens Noel. Like they got Jaleel Okafor, I think. They got like four or five number one or number two picks for years because they were just, they were intentionally bad. And uh, and th- there were some people in Philadelphia, because Philadelphia is a, a, a kind of crazy city in that way, who are like, no, 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 this is not cool. We want to win this, this, this. But generally, fans were like, trust the process. That's why Joel Embiid's name is nickname is The Process, because they tanked and sucked so bad that they got the MVP of the league, potentially. That doesn't happen if they win enough games to where they don't get the first pick or the second mm. pick or the third pick or whatever it is. So fans in the NBA or other sports inherently understand if we're bad, it's all right, because eventually something good will happen. At least that's what you think. There's obviously Cleveland Browns that nothing good ever happens there. Um, (laughs) The nature of football, though, actual football, not American football, there is no light at the end of the tunnel. There is relegation. Just how, how would I put it? There's a level of despair that fans understand possible because there is no bottom. Things can get perpetually worse. It, they don't have to get better. The championship, there's League Two, there's League One, there's non-league. You can go, you could fall all the way into like, what is it, conference? This, 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 it's like things get perpetually worse. And because of that understanding, I think f- football fans in particular have this like, I don't know, it's like this just dreary nature of just knowing everything can potentially fall apart and quickly. I don't know where Sunderland are or where Portsmouth are or where all those teams are, but they fall. And it's it's not that difficult to do if things go poorly once. Like, it can happen relatively quick. Like, teams rise and then they fall. Well, On no, top no, no. of that, and just lastly, yeah. 
the tribal nature, we talk about this on the podcast a lot. The tribal nature of football fans is far different than anything you find in American professional sports. If you go to an NBA game or an NFL game, less so NFL, but definitely in the NBA, you'll see people with different jerseys sitting next to each other, having a good time, eating popcorn, listening to the DJ, watching uh, the half-court shot at halftime, listening to the Rihanna concert if it's an all-star game or something. like. People just come together, and it's just like a, a family affair. You don't put Tottenham and Arsenal fans next to each other, Chelsea mm. and West Ham fans next to each other. You don't put Manchester United and Liverpool fans in the same arena. It's as if war. Uh, well, no, no, it's it's, it's, it's it, us against them. And that dynamic, I don't know if they understood any of that. And, and obviously, and that's, that's why you, you hit the nail on the head perfectly, man, because it's like the nature of fanship in America and so forth, it's a little bit much more casual. It's much more casual. It's like, take my uncle, for instance, like my uncle has lived in Atlanta pretty much most of his life now, you know, and so forth. But I actually don't think he sports like the Atlanta Hawks <laughs> or anything like that. His team is Arsenal. And every time yeah. I call him, he who says, yo, talk to me about Arsenal, Arsenal, man, you know, blah, blah, because because he knows that I'm like the football guy and everything. And we just talk for ages about Arsenal and I gave him anything like that. And because he, because I just think that's because he may be in Atlanta, but because he's really Nigerian to the core and he never really lost the Nigerian-ness to himself, he still has that football idea of like, no, it's performance and they're setting benchmarks. And if you don't do these things, you fail. There's a jeopardy. They're setting standards for different teams. I think like whether if, for instance, you take the late, perfect thing is the Lakers. Like the contemporary of the Lakers is like Real Madrid, you know. If you're a Lakers fan, you finish first, seventh, eighth, okay, but it's the Lakers. You always go. And what's it called? Um, those guys that are on, on court side. Okay, maybe maybe there was one season where I think there was, there was some stuff happened and Jack Dickinson said, okay, I'm never going to go to a game because of blah, blah. And I think him and Kobe were like pissed with how they were being run. But most of the time, that celebrity would always be a courtside because, man, having a Lakers courtside seats is it's like the thing to, to do. Having courtside seats at the Knicks is, 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 the, is a place to be, win, lose, or draw. Do you know how many First times? Do you know how many times Spike Lee has threatened? I'm never going back to the garden. Oh, I'm never going back to the garden. He's there every game. He's in the garden every and, and, game. And, and, and then now flip with us too. In Real Madrid, if you fall below standards, you'll get booed. They'll boo their own players. Whistle you. They, they will. They'll whistle you. So I just think that's for Bowley and people. Look at Cronkies. Um, FSG, Glazers, and so forth. Why have they? You always had problems and issues with American owners, because American owners don't really understand the nature of football and how different football is from other sports. Ooh. So, okay. to an extent, they are right. Win, lose, or draw, you're always gonna have that stadium pretty much full up because it's a religion to these people, and they're always gonna go. But the pushback you get from these fans is a lot more than the pushback you'll get in baseball or basketball, which is why we, we circle back to the whole Potter thing. I don't think this Bolly group, did, I did not think that they think that they, they did not anticipate that there would be this much pushback when things went badly. In the view, they thought, okay, look, we're new owners. I know this is only the first season. It's going to be rough and so forth. But the booing, 
the abuse, the stuff on Twitter and everything. They're like, okay, whoa, we didn't expect this. So, And there's just the general nature of football fans, right? Or just the, the understanding of what happens to football clubs that I think generates a particular level in, in football culture. The closest you'll get to it, this is just an aside, the closest you get to it in America is actually coll- collegiate sports. Oh, yeah. Because collegiate sports... You're supporting the school. You're supporting the the jersey. The players are very transitory. They don't stay longer than four or five years. Professional sports is more you're supporting players. Yeah. Teams teams are a bit iffy. It depends kind of on the sport. Like hockey's very regional. The NBA is very global. NFL is kind of a mix of both. But college sports is about, you know, I support the University of North Carolina, which represents North Carolina. I represent Duke University. I represent, um, I don't know what an example would be, Texas or something like that. Texas fans and Oklahoma fans would not sit in the same, you know, section. Oh, yeah. they, would yeah. have, they would have them split. North Carolina and Duke fans at a basketball game would not sit generally amongst each other unless it's like a tournament vibe. Not that there would be violence, I don't think. Maybe there would be. But it's not like putting Fenerbahce and Galatasaray fans. Like you would never do yeah, that. No, 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 no. Because no, there, no. there would, there would reasonably be death. So, and, and and nobody would want that. So that's there. The nature of fans is one thing, but you have to understand the club that you've bought. So on top of just the base level, you have to add. These fans, particular fans, these West London Chelsea fans for the last 20 years have been fed a diet of winning. Even if the winning hasn't existed, the pursuit of winning is what they've been fed. To the tune of two Champions League, I think five Premier Leagues, four or five FA Cups. Two Europa Leagues. Two Europa Leagues, even finals that they've gone to. Yeah. Chelsea fans have been fed a diet that we are here to win. As you said, you, you're from the Ken Bates era. Um, I straddle the fence. I would more consider myself a Bramovich, even though like I had loyalties before. But my fanship was really, you know, I guess cultivated with Abramovich. Chelsea exists to win. They don't yeah. exist to exist. They exist to win. It's not just you're dealing with just that base level of all football fans really like Southampton fans have this. We know it can get worse. We've been in the championship recently. We came from lower leagues. Like we know it can just, we no, can no, go no, lower. But, 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 but he's trying but, to change that though. But here's the thing though. Chelsea fans are booing, not just because it's just what you do. It's, this is not who we are. It feels not how it should. Mm. It adds another level on top of everything that we've said. Chelsea must exist to win. If not, that, then what is it? See, that is where we now get the press conference and the disconnect. So we exist to win. Why is it that after every loss, the manager says, we gave everything? We gave everything. Because he's a bright, he's the Brighton manager. He's the Brighton manager. So for people are like, because he's still in the Brighton mode, he's like, yeah, we gave everything. We, 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 we fine. Let's go. So, so, so bro, new club, new thing. 11. No, this is, this is this is regular. This is great. This is this is normal. But for the Chelsea fan, they're like, wait, wait a minute, eleventh. This and and which is why you could see that Potter, because when Potter oh, first wow. came in, he was told you have as much time as you want. It is what it is. So that's why he was like, hey man, this season is just vibes. It's whatsoever. The real job starts next season. 
But when the, the Boeing started, the view started, the crazy one started, that's why you're now having saying, we're going to effing win the UCL and everything. That's why you're now having trying to sort of like crack jokes and everything because that was he, was, cringe. That was... he, he was stepping outside of his personality yeah. because a PR person, which every company and institution has says, yo, Potter, we need a bit more character and stuff from him because the fans are a little bit iffy because we need to get the fans on your side. That's how he was like, bro, you're out of character. This just seems very weird. And as you say, cringe. That's why it was the wrong fit because as you said, people, like, that's why I feel sorry for people like Abdullahi, people for, for like Eric, who are like younger than me, where you grew up with the Bramera. So when you grew up in the Bram era, all you know he is he claims Ken Bates, though. I don't know if I believe him. No, no, but... no, no. He's younger than me. No, it's it's important. No, it's impossible. No, like it's more so no. No, no. But my thing though is like, so guys like 25 and under and so forth, they're like, what the hell is this? So this because, isn't what I, yeah, this isn't what yeah, I signed up for. Yeah, because no, I grew up with like, no, you're either winning or you're actively pursuing winning, or you just came short of just winning. But you've you've gone from there to, oh no, in two, three years. Come back and review, huh? What? Do you know? Oh, what? Yeah, seven-year contracts in four or five years. We'll have, we'll have a team. No, that's what Avenger tried to do with the second phase of his team. So Chelsea fans like Chelsea fans growing up in Bramer were like, no, this isn't Arsenal and thing is process. This is Chelsea. So this is something that I'm not used to. This is something I don't want to get used to. But you see, there's a split though, and that's what I saw when I went to Stamford Bridge interviewing fans. There are some guys who's, who say that it's time to do things the right way. Underground, which was not the right thing, we need to be far more stable. And there are other guys who have been spoilt. And because they've been spoilt, they're like, no, if you don't have the right standards, you go. What's your answer to that? To what? Because, because ideally, you want both. You want stability yes. and winning. Oh, Daniel, this is very easy. Very easy answer. Mm-hmm. If you can spend 600 mil, you have to show near to immediate results. If you spend 600 mil, you can't be 11th. You see, for Ateta, Ateta didn't spend 600 mil. So you have to accept that this is going to take time because you couldn't have that much money. It's basically, it's it's a life thing. I spend X amount, I expect X. If I I spend 3,000, 4,000, I expect first class treatment. I spend <laughs> 200, 300, I get an economy. So the more you spend, the more you should expect back. Never in the history of this beautiful game has a club <laughs> spent 600 mil and ended up in 11th with a goal difference of minus one. It's never happened. It's too much money not to get results. It's crazy. Either. I mean, Daniel, but Chelsea, then again, but, Chelsea are but, 11th, bro. But, that is crazy. The figure of cash spent does not necessarily delineate quality. They've bought quantity. They've bought a lot of players. And as we Mm. said, they've overspent. Yes. But just because you spent a bunch of money doesn't mean you've spent it correctly. Yes. Yes. So Chelsea have spent, as you say, 600 million. You would expect for that type of money that they would have a team capable of winning the league or winning the Champions League. And who knows? They still might. But that's largely dependent on how good N'Golo Kante is, at least in my opinion. Just because you spend a bunch of money doesn't mean you spent it wisely. So mm-hmm. so people saying, Potter, you've spent 600 mil. He would say half of that was spent with Tuco. I wasn't even here. Like these guys are just spending money left, right and center. And I'm having to deal with these new players being thrown at me. 
God knows what the next manager is going to get over the summer. You're, you're getting Nkunku, okay. Gusto. Gusto from Lyon. Hmm. How many players are going to leave? How many players are coming in? This season is almost a write-off, except for the fact that they're still in the Champions League and you've just bought a bunch of players. But who knows how many of these players are going to stay? So I don't I don't like when people use the number of how much money Chelsea spent to like beat Potter with. Because that's not up to him. And the the amount of money they spent on those players is not re- it it doesn't accurately represent how good they are. Yeah. They haven't actually bought six hundred million dollars worth or six hundred pounds worth of like talent. They might have bought two hundred million. Now you might say two hundred million is still enough to have your expectations cool, but I do feel like they've probably overspent three to one on the players that they've bought. Like Kukurea, that's the one I was trying to remember earlier. Like seventy million for a left back that's who crazy. doesn't even play. They're trying to play him, so they're playing him left side center back. Now, I, I know Kukurea played left, left-sided center-back for Brighton, but still. Kukurea played left-sided center-back, okay? Mm. Why then would you buy Fofana and Badia Chile and uh, Koulibaly? Why would you buy four players? Four players in the back line. Because it's, it's madness, man. You bought and, and they've, they've re-signed Thiago Silva next season. Now, now maybe they would say we lost Rudiger, we lost Christensen, we didn't get Kunde, so we were always looking for center backs. But then, if if you bought so many center backs and they're all fit, why is Kukurea playing left sided center back when he's when he should be competing with Chilwell? It's, and it's then, madness. And Gusto's a right back, correct? He's not a left back. Yeah, yeah right back, right back. Okay, yes, that's the Aspilicueta regen. The squad building was poor. They gave Tuchel signings he probably didn't want. The only one that I that I genuinely think Tuchel wanted was Aubameyang because they'd worked before. They needed yeah. a striker, so they went for him. The rest wait, of the wait, signings. Wait, 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 hold on. Where is Aubameyang? Last I saw, he was with Barcelona when they won a trophy. Or did so, they beat? So, 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 so what is happening? Is he? Did he fall out with someone? Like, what's the? <laughs> what's wrong with Aubameyang? Like. It seems like he's just getting paid to just go around Europe and just do whatever he wants. <laughs> wow. You know that Russell Westbrook where he's in the car with no shirt? Now oh. I do what I want. <laughs> now I do what I want. Like, that's what that's what Aubameyang's up to. He's probably hanging out with troops. <laughs> oh, yeah. <laughs> Fly to Barstool in New York or wherever they are. I mean, look, Chelsea, as, as I said, Chelsea, this is a continuation of a mess. But what makes it more heinous is that these people, they came in saying we're going to do it a different way. There's there's growth potential here. Things can be done better. We can make it leaner and this and that. It's like you can make it leaner. What the f- does that mean? <laughs> it's like, does that mean buying 16, 17, 18 players? And I, I don't want to make this too, too long. And I have so many thoughts. I'm sorry if this feels scattered. I'm sure it does. But there's just there's too much shit. If you're all right, let's let's say you're 20 years older than you are now, right? Um, and let's say you have a child that's like 16 years old. He's pretty good at football. And you see all of the players that Chelsea have signed, but Chelsea are still coming in for young players. Would you want your kid to play for Chelsea? No, why? I don't understand why any like Santos is a great example. Like, not to 
Not that he would know or his representatives would know what Chelsea are about to do. But think about this. Chelsea have sacked Thomas Tuchel, Champions League winning manager. They signed, I was going to say Brendan Rodgers, who also got sacked. <laughs> they, they signed Graham Potter to a five-year contract. So they're giving the impression that we are building around this man. We have our guy. Our project is this. You sign on the dotted line. And this doesn't just go for young players. Actually, it goes for all the players that they sign. Could you imagine signing a seven-year deal, six-year deal, five-year deal? You think you're signing to play for Graham Potter. And Chelsea have given all indication that that's what it is. And then in a matter of months, he's sacked. What the, what did I sign up for? That, that you know, That's what I was actually thinking and, what, what, about Enzo. Because yeah. you're like, wait a minute, okay, what? What? No, no, but but here's the, the thing, though. What is going on? No, no, no. I think if it was players, I think he would I sign him for, or are you like oh, few? Because maybe initially, <laughs> like yeah, but if you're like bro, this dude doesn't have a clue what he's freaking doing. And That's, here's the thing: we don't know yeah. everything behind the, the, the seats. How do we not know that a few of the players have gone to Ed Barley or Bully and be like, bro, this dude don't know what he's doing. This this guy is way over his head, you know. Like Enzo is like, bro, I've worked with Scaloni and Schmidt. Tegu Silva, I've worked with um, freaking um, Allegri. I've worked with um, all of these other dudes. And these guys, I could, just, I could tell when a manager knows what he's doing and how to really command a training session and has really good ideas. And a guy where this guy clearly doesn't really have a command of a crew. This, specifically, this guy doesn't know what to, to say or how to react from a loss in terms of instructions being given and a team thing. So surely they're selling you on the project with Potter. And now that project is gone. Right? The project the project's failed. Yes, we're selling you on the project, but nobody can predict the future. No, no, so no, this no. is a project and so forth. But once the project starts and you can see that it's it's crumbling, because you couldn't see the, the future, what is is what is. If it doesn't work, it doesn't work. No, you wanted it to work, but life is life. <laughs> life is just life. I so we're just saying that no, this thing has is clearly not working and it's not working in an crazy alarming fashion called eleventh and minus one GD. It's like uh-huh. forget about oh the product I sold you. We did not see this coming. Nobody, nobody foresaw this coming. People thought okay, at worst, sixth, seventh, eleventh, nobody saw this coming. I, I agree with what you've said, but my my point is more. I'm I'm signing a contract for six or seven years because not only the club wants me, but this manager who's been signed is also on a similar length of contract, and he must want me too. But now whether he does or not, you know that's that that's a that's in Potter's mind. Mm. But let's say you're Madweke. And you think, okay, I've signed a six, seven and a half year contract. I'm going to be here until 2030. Potter's going to be here for a large portion of that. And he wants me here for a specific reason. So you start training. Potter's gone now. Mm. So now it's like, whoa, whoa, wait a minute. The reason I, I, the reason in part I signed that length of a contract was because I thought I had a coach who actually believed in me and would play me. Now, I'm in limbo. Who knows what the next coach is going to want? Now, obviously, I'm a professional, so I, I can just get on with it in that sense. But I feel like that would put me in some sort of limbo. Not Because if you're Enzo, you're going to play. 
Mm. It's fine. If you're Reese James, it's cool. You're like, I'm going to play. I'm the best in my position in the club. That's all fine. And maybe if you're somebody like Ziyech or Pulisic or Aubameyang, who knows? A new coach might be good for you because now you can get back into the squad. But if you're one of those young players, especially, I'm thinking of like the Santoses, the Madueques, the Chukwamecas, the Fofanas. We thought this was going to be one thing. Now you guys, now you guys are saying it's a different thing. What if this next coach doesn't want me? And are you guys going to all of a sudden just magically stop buying players? I've already seen them link with like two more young strikers, one from Serie A, oh, yeah, one from Ecuador, I think the Ecuador, Ecuador, yeah. If you imagine being Fofana, like I think I've played twice, three times maybe. You mm. guys signed me from Norway, I think. Why am I here? Just for the money? I mean, I guess that was the risk he took to co- to go get Chelsea money. But the amount of careers Chelsea have ruined, again, I go back to like if we give you a son or we give you a, the 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 ladies team is I think is a bit more stable. Yeah. <laughs> Emma Hayes is a very good coach. But yeah, I I just I don't I wouldn't advise any young player to sign with Chelsea. If you're established in the game, you're over 23, 24. And Chelsea want to spend a bunch of money on you, go for it. But I, I don't see, or if you're just young and just certified, like Fernandez, okay. Signing up for Chelsea's youth si- system? Nah. Mm-mm. Santos? I think, isn't he a Vasco da Gama? Like, you can't even get me into the country? Has work <laughs> permit issues? Oh, yeah. Oh, man. The underdog. And the Santos, wow. He, so and he sure. was... He, he was my guy. I was watching what he was doing with like the under Brazil team. I'm like, oh, so this guy, he could actually be something. But now who knows what team he's coming into? Maybe players don't think about it on that level. Maybe they, they just think, I'm going to Chelsea. Whatever Chelsea is, I'm fine because it's Chelsea. Cool. <laughs> but if you're advising, I'm just like, nah, man. Like you could find a better place until you are that guy. Then Chelsea would be better. Look, look, you, look, but... look, 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 it's 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 a mess, man. It's all a mess. Let's talk about what's yeah. next quickly. Let's take like five minutes, five, ten minutes, and let's discuss. So what do Chelsea do next? So there are a few names I've seen. Oh I've seen no, 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 no. I know this, this is what I've always known. Let's yeah. be, be clear here. And I'll reiterate this. I've said it a few times. If next Wednesday Kratos shakes hands with Carlo. I'm turning off the TV. You know, you know, God of War. Oh no! The um, the um, <laughs> buy yes, one get yes, five free fruit selling version of Pep Coca Cola. I got if you. if that's if that dude if if Bruno Mars shakes hands <laughs> with Paolo Ancelotti next week, I'm turning off the TV. So you best get a manager in there now. Look, this is a tough one because because I went to the bridge and I was asking fans, and yeah, it was almost like 50-50 of those who said Nagelsmann and those who said Luis and Enrique. You know, um, but it was interesting speaking to these German guys who were talking about Nagelsmann and about how they said, and they just put it very simply, if you want to win now, Luis Enrique. But if he wants a long-term thing, Nagelsmann is the guy. Because they said, no, he shouldn't have been sacked from, from Bayern. Like, no, that Nagelsmann, the guy, he is the guy. The guy, the guy is really like a maverick, you know. These Chelsea, has, Chelsea have messed up. <laughs> if it's if if you go for Luis Enrique, these yeah. aren't his players, and you'll need to if you want Luis Enrique to succeed, you need to get four or five more new players. But you're now breaking FFP now based on how much you've already spent. So, can Luis Enrique succeed with this group? I don't know. 
you look at the Nagelsmann, isn't this just a slightly better version of the Potter situation? Are you sure he's going to command the respect of Thiago Silva, who's older than him, Aspilicueta, who's older than him? I think Kovacic, a lot of guys who are older than him, is he going to command that respect because he's such a young man manager? Who knows? So, but Nagelsmann can probably do better with this group than, let's say, a Luis Enrique, but with Nagelsmann, it's still a risk. It's still a risk with, with a Nagelsmann. So, basically, Chelsea are screwed. But, he, but the reason is, Forget about the mistakes being made, we are here now. So what do you do from here? What I would do personally, this is what I would do personally me. Get Zidane just for the UCL. <laughs> so get Zidane on just a UCL contract. You're just here for the end of the season. If it gets knocked out of the UCL, then just vibe it all the way on until, until the end. Come the end of the season, assess your options, if you if you pointed if you pointed a laser the device in my earlobe and had to make a choice, Nagelsmann, but I'm still not fully sure. You see, Nagelsmann to me feels like German vs. Boas, mm. just like very young. Talented to uh, an no, extent. No, 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 no. Vias Boas had a very weird, arrogance thing about him, bro. He so had... does Nagelsmann. Nagelsmann no, is an like Vias Boas. No, no. Vias Boas had he. Vias Boas had an attitude issue. There was something very, very wrong. Vias Boas had the right to be arrogant when he came to Chelsea. He was an undefeated. He had an invincible season in Porto. He won the Europa League. He was with, beaten. With all and, due and, respect. And, 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 with all due respect, Mourinho came from Porto, so let's Come not no, act no, no, like no, no, that no, no, was no, no. some some nothing that he did. If he had an amazing, no, 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 Vias Boas coming from Porto and Nagelsmann coming from Bayern and coming from a UCL campaign where he beats PSG twice, beats Inter twice, Nagelsmann and beats Barca twice. Coming, Nagelsmann isn't coming from Bayern. I'm not buying that. No, he's coming from Hoffenheim. That's who you're getting. I'm not buying this. He's he was no, I don't buy Nagelsmann. <laughs> I just don't. I just okay. I look okay. At him. Who do you buy then? Who who do you buy then? If there Nagelsmann, is who do you there buy? is no great option. That's, no 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 no. That's the sad if, reality. No 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 no. Don't do it. No no no. If you had to choose, if you had to choose, if you had to choose, I will answer your question. You got like two minutes to wind up with. I want Nagelsmann, but I'm not sure. So you're not going to pigeonhole me into making like a definitive <laughs> shit when you just said, I'm not sure, but Nagelsmann. I don't know. Right? <laughs> nah, look, I don't know. <laughs> no, no, look. Look, I said, give me Zidane for the UCL. You Beyond said, that, you I said, don't know. You said, if you put a laser in my earlobe, yes. Nagelsmann, but I'm, ah. So, because there's a laser. No, no, so there's a so laser in my, in my earlobe. So I've got to choose because because if, if I don't choose, the, my, my, my earlobe is getting lasered. <laughs> so, let me, so, okay. So let me build up. So there is no great option. Nagelsmann, I think he's a bit too young and a bit too smug. You know what I mean? Like, mm. maybe you don't know what I mean. But I I, I think th- there's just something about him that it just gives me AVB vibes. That's that's what it is. Now, maybe it's just bad experiences or whatever it is, but that's what it gives me. Enrique, I think you have a really good point about if he comes to this this team, especially Enrique, you have no idea what he's going to look at from player to player and what he's going to think. There's no guarantee. He could come to the squad and say, I like 25 of the players here. I can cook. 
Or he might come and say, I like three of the players here. We need a whole new team. And then uh, you've just spent 600 mil. Because <laughs> to, to me, Enrique is more of a manager than a coach. I think a, Nagelsmann is more of a coach than a manager. So Nagelsmann fits more than Enrique. But I think the upside of Enrique is actually like someone who can win you a trophy quicker. Um, Zidane will never tarnish his legacy by joining Chelsea Football Club at any point. I don't think Zidane would ever risk being sacked by Chelsea. There, I think there are just some managers who will not touch Chelsea ever. Pep Guardiola is one. Jurgen Klopp is another. Uh, Zidane is another. There's just some coaches, I think, that will just avoid the stigma and the mess that is Chelsea. And Zidane seems like somebody who's very just particular about the types of clubs and where he wants to go. He'll go to Madrid. He might go to Juventus to sort of loyalty. France, obviously. Maybe something like United or City, depending. But like, I don't, I don't think he'll ever manage Chelsea. So I think you can give that up. If he, if he, if <laughs> if Zidane manages Chelsea, they might get me to say we again. <laughs> <laughs> like we us, we got Zidane. Like I would love that, but you know, short of that, like if they sign Neymar, I'll say we for like a week or a month. Maybe nay nay. If they sign, uh, who else? Who could they sign? They could sign Mbappe. I might say we. And for manager-wise, if you bring back Mourinho, it's us and we. <laughs> or for, for sure. Uh, Whenever it comes back, I'm, 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 I'm fully on board. Fully on board now. If, if, you bring, if you bring Zidane, then it's us and we. But other than those four, Neymar, Mbappe, Zidane, Mourinho, those are the only guys that you can get me with. Um, what are the options on that? I've seen people say Carlo... What would you make of Carlo? Uh, no. He knows the ropes. He's not, been there before, not, not but this like team. not, not this team, exactly. No. It's, no, it's a bit. Mm. No. I feel like Carlo is better with like those kind of older teams that yeah, kind of know how to manage themselves yeah, on the pitch. Yeah, yeah. No, these are um, wrong sets of players. This is a bit. It's, it's young, which is why I think Nagelsmann is is a bad fit because it's like he's one of us based on age and experience and all that kind of stuff. And I'm like, I think they need somebody older, but not too old. So I don't, like but, I said, but, but, there's, but, there's but, no but, great but, option, but again, the, the, again, the, the here VS we go. Here issue. We go. The VS boss issue was he was, he was, everybody was much older than him as well. Like who is this young buck that can order us around? Mm. So, so laser to my earlobe. I think I'd pick Enrique. Enrique. If Nagelsmann was available after Tuchel, I think that transition is actually pretty good. Like, I think Bayern have hit the nail on the head, actually. By switching out Nagelsmann and hiring Tuchel, that's, like, perfect. It's like, yeah, that makes sense. Even though they've you, just lost to Freiburg? And I mean, yeah, but, like, he's been there two weeks. Like, he's not going to have all the, the answers immediately. But, like, it makes sense logically. Like, the steps, I can see how you go from one to the other. They both kind of play back three principles. Like, it, it all makes sense. But where do you go from Potter? I don't, like, there's no great answer. Like, it, anything is better than Potter. But it's like, which is the best? Then on top of that, who would want to come? Would Enrique, does Enrique want to manage Chelsea? 
Or is he just happy being on Twitch? Oh, no, 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 no. He, he wants to come to the Premier League. I think I, I do. Do you want your manager on Twitch is a question. Why not? It's fun. <laughs> Something new. Do you want him giving lineups like, bro, Havertz? I don't know what I'm supposed to do with him. <laughs> yeah, no, no, no. Full access, man. Uh, all right. So last last word on Todd Bowley, man. Please hire subordinates who know about football and don't get involved in matters that don't concern you. I like you. You're cool. Showtime. But please hire guys who really know about this stuff, you know. That's that's my only hope, man. You know, delegates. <laughs> delegate. Famous words of people who don't know what they're doing. I delegate. Yeah. Um, yeah. The, the thing about Bowley is like, I can tell there's ambition, but it's like misplaced. You know, players that get the ball and they just do things way too quick. And it's like, no, 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 no. Like Cocaine Gallagher. Cocaine Gallagher. talking about cocaine. Great example. You're just... You're trying so hard that you're making mistakes. Trying so hard is like it's ambition. It's like it's the it's the desire, it's the want to, it's like the all those words that they say, the passion, like passion. those things. Yeah. <laughs> passion with a U. <laughs> like it you can tell like there's elements of I want to make this work and I have ideas and you know, I'm gonna try to blend some of my Americanisms with whatever this is. But at the same time, like you can't go faster than you can, or, or you'll stumble, you mm-hmm. know. So, or you'll pull a muscle. So, I, I, I think they probably need to just slow it down a bit. I, I know you say you don't want to go into that game with the God of War character, mm. but this period, like April, May, and June, they need to take their time. They yeah. shouldn't jump into bed with somebody in a week. That's that can't be the play. They sacked Tuchel a day later. They had Potter, so obviously that was the plan from from jump. Oh yeah, now, yeah. No, no, no. That was now, from jump. Yeah. Now they're talking about we want to do an extensive interview process and we have five names and whatever's going on. Again, as I've said, the season is a write-off. They are not beating Real Madrid. I'm sorry. You could hire, I don't want to be blasphemous and use like biblical names, but you could hire, who's the greatest person ever? You could hire Sir Alex Ferguson. They are not beating Real Madrid. I'm not going to put my life on it because I feel like that's that's very extreme, Mm. but they're not going to beat Madrid. This team is not capable part for part to beat Real Madrid. So there's no point trying to leverage this next two weeks and decide what's going to happen. That was my hand, by the way. Um, <laughs> <laughs> like the, t- d- deciding the, the future of Chelsea football club for the next two, three years in an effort just to try to beat a team that you won't beat makes no sense. Like Madrid are on fire already. Like they're into that mode that they get into Ramadan every April, Kareem, May. Ramadan Kareem. Exactly. It's like he scored a hat trick in seven minutes. Vinny's gonna cook. <laughs> it's just it, we 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 know what this is. Like they're they, Madrid so 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 is basically no getting hope. rid of Manchester City. That's your task. So, so, so you're saying Done no them. hope, no hope, basically no zero. Hope. No, no, no. Like it's 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 not what I'm saying. It's just what it is. So take your time. There's no need to rush. And look, it would be the most Chelsea thing anyway 
to beat them with the interim manager. <laughs> Di Matteo, Tuchel. Uh, Tuchel was an interim, but he was like the new guy. So, I mean, Avram Grant or uh, Gus Hiddink, like, if you want to beat Madrid, keep the interim guy. Like, that would be the most Chelsea thing ever. So, and it's just consistent with the pattern. Maybe you think, the, you know, the pattern only has so many times and you need to change it up. But, like, I think what needs to happen here is just very deliberate. And make sure you actually go through the process that you should have done. Again, sacking Tuka was something they were always going to do. And I think you've said this many times, and I, I, I really agree with it at this point, especially after seeing what, we, what we've seen. Sacking Tuka was the right decision. Mm. Harder was not. No. No. That was now, once, once you've seen that subset of information, you have to look at it and think, so Potter wasn't right, but we don't jump to the next guy immediately. We need to give it more time. Now, maybe to them, uh, time is a week? <laughs> Two weeks? <laughs> For me, I think you need to take months and actually assess the terrain, see who's available, actually get to know Nagelsmann, uh, no, but, but, but that's whoever it is. There are not that many, there are just not that many really good options. Like, unless someone really good gets fired, if you look at it really, the real names with any weight really of who are available right now, because Pepin couldn't get sacked, Kloppin couldn't get sacked, and so forth. Spalletti Inc. ain't leaving, Dorosa Inc. ain't allowing Spalletti to leave Napoli. Simone Inzaghi ain't leaving Inter. So really, it's Pochettino, Nagelsmann, and Luis Enrique. Of like proper, viable candidates with a bit of weight and so forth. Everyone else is, I, is, 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 is spoken for or isn't good enough. Just last word, I don't think this group, this ownership group, is capable of deducing which one of those three, if they are the three, is correct in the space of a week or two. I think those, like this group, maybe if you had Abramovich with Imanolo and maybe Petr Cech in an advisory role and just like... You know, just like the 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 Chelsea setup that was there before, maybe you had a better, you, maybe you'd have a better chance of picking the right guy mm. or lady. Who knows? Like, open it up. But I don't, I don't trust these people to make the right decision in a week. I don't trust them to make it if they had five years, maybe. But like, at least give give yourself a moment to breathe. Like, you've made the biggest decision so far in your Chelsea ownership. All of the all the decisions you've made up until this point have been wrong. This is the first right thing that you've done. Don't then fuck it up by making the wrong choice. So that's going to need time, it, and it has to be longer than a week or two, maybe even three. Because this, as I said, the seasons are right off. You know what? We will get to the voice note next week. I feel like we've talked too much. So <laughs> yeah, no, yeah, it's, it's, it's like almost an hour and a half, man. Yeah, we've, yeah, yeah. But, 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 we, gonna... but we've had to though. This it was it's 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 a big topic, man. So we've had to. <laughs> but yeah, and 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 we've still left stuff off the the, the, the table what because there's so many the stuff table? to go to. There's there's so much there's so much stuff to go. We didn't even mention mounts, you know. So. And then we it can't be every week mount. I'm sick of him. Not. Him, but like the narrative surrounding him, like I don't, I don't want to talk about him every week. Right. Was, was that it? Was that what? We, yeah, well, I mean, who who cares? It's a conversation. Um, so yeah, this has been talking tactics. We thank you guys for listening. Remember to follow us wherever you listen. Um, half where can people catch you? 
Halfoffootballhard.com. Do you have a jingle for like things? Yes. For the, for your website? A jingle? Yeah. No. Why? You know how McDonald's has like ba 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 ba. No. Jingle. You know how jingle. Um, have you, you? You don't have Burger King in the UK, do you? Yeah, of course there's Burger King. Are, are they running those BK? Have it. Do you way? know how crazy it is? No, just that. But because. Actually, no, let me know if it mentions because in case the, the, the feds are listening. But basically, I've heard the adverts. Not speak the adverts. <laughs> <laughs> I'm like, wow, this is quite a strange adverts. Uh, talking Tactics Podcast. Sometimes funny, sometimes serious. Always footballer. See you guys next week. Peace. Peace. <laughs> Sports Social Podcast Network.